God, we thank you so much for this morning. The moment we open our eyes, we make a declaration that we are the children of the Most High God. When we open our eyes, the first thing that comes to our mind, the first thought that comes to our mind is what's in our heart. And what's in our heart is getting closer and closer to you. Staying in your presence, remaining holy and presentable unto you. The moment we open our eyes, we know who we are. The moment we open our eyes in the morning, we fill with thanksgiving. The moment we open up our eyes, we know we're in a spiritual warfare that's already been won. When we open up our eyes, we begin to intercede. When we begin to open up our eyes, we know who we are and we know who our God is. We open our eyes with more awareness, more clarity, knowing about the beauty of your holiness, knowing about your might and your power. We wake up when we open our eyes. We are in position. We wake up even more greater. We wake up even more peculiar. We wake up even more of a conqueror. We wake up even more fired up. We wake up even more hungry. We wake up even more thirsty. We wake up. We are up. Even while we're sleeping in our beds, we are still awoke. Even when we're walking amidst the darkness, we are awoke. We are awakened. Our spirits have been awakened. When all hell is breaking loose, on the left and the right, we are awoke. When we're facing a trial or a tribulation,
our spirits have been awakened. And there's no turnaround or going back from this point. It's only walking further and further and further and further because there's no depths. There's no end to you, God. Our lives are actually starting to begin. Miracles are flooding our threshold. We have territories. We have land. You have promised us land flowing with milk and honey. That's an overflow. We are overflowing in these nations. We're not walking in these nations trying to take anything. It already belongs to us. We intercede on our neighbor who's not able to intercede on their own behalf because their lack of faith or their lack of knowledge or their disobedience. But because of our obedience, we stand as an intercessor praying for our neighbor on the left and the right and we command devil, take your hands off our brother and sister. They don't belong to you. We are all children of the most high God. I come against your plan of division and confusion. We are gathering together and we're no longer being scattered. You can't destroy us. We keep saying things about our finances because now we are beginning to sow more into the kingdom. So the kingdom is showing more on our behalf. So you failed at that plan. Now God has become our provider. So Satan, you failed or tried to destroy us in the financial arena. Now we know that we've been made healed. We've been made whole. Therefore we are healed. So you fell in the arena on trying to attack our bodies. You fell on trying to attack our minds. You fell on trying to attack our spirits. Because God has called such a hunger and a thirst upon the land for his children to come back to him. And we are walking in the right direction. So Satan, you fell. Get thee behind me. You know you fail. You know it's over for you. It's time for us to enjoy the fruit of the land. I woke up and God just showed me one image. As soon as I opened my eyes, and that was a big, beautiful fruit basket. And it had this beautiful wrapping with a glow on it. And he told me, and I began to research it, and it pointed me to Amos 8. How God was pretty much, he showed Amos a dream, a vision of a fruit basket of ripe fruit. And the fruit symbolizes us. And in that time, God was angry. He was describing what he was going to do when he, when he released his wrath upon the earth. 
For those who've been scattered, he says he's going to scatter those. He's going to cause the sun to go down. We walk in darkness. And we begin to be stripped from every good thing. For those who celebrate the Sabbath, we begin to work on the Sabbath because they're desperate for money. Those begin to describe what he was going to do upon the land because of people's disobedience. But then he turned around and said, I'm going to cause such a hunger and thirst upon my people. See, he changed his mind. He went from going to destroy all of you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Then he said, no, I'm going to cause such a hunger and stay. I want to scatter those from the north and bring them to the south, from the east to the west. People are going to be coming from all over this nation, all over other nations, to come into different nations to preach, to release God's gospel. Hallelujah. And it's happening now. It's happening now. Sometimes we, we got we to look at the bigger picture. We see, oh, all these foreigners coming here. All these people. That's how people talk. They coming over here, taking everything. And when they're not even looking at God's point of view about it. He's calling forth people from all over the world to come into this nation to bring forth His glory. No one, everyone in this country has the same opportunities as anyone else in this country. Because a person come here and choose to take seriously what, uh, what prosperity looks like versus you being born into opportunity and choose not to take any opportunities and you just let your life waste away. But yet someone come here and take it seriously and they're prospering, you get upset about it. God says, all according to my plan. God said this in Amos. That was long, long ago. And we're looking and walking in it now. I love how God said in his word, I'm going to do this. I'm going to change this. I'm going to have them go through all this because they don't want to worship me. They don't want to serve me. They got all these other idols. But yet, no, instead it's going to give them a hunger instead. I'm going to cause them to be so hungry that natural food can't, they can't, they don't even want any natural food. They don't even want no natural drink, no drink. Hallelujah. That's why it's so important to stand. Stand. And guess what? This is now the hour. This is now the time that you are being anointed to come up even higher in your calling with God. I recorded a recording before this one that didn't come to pass on this podcast this morning. I don't even know where it went. But God said, no, do it again. So here I am with different music, different atmosphere, because God sees something different. He said that word was powerful there. But I want, I want to say this instead. So I'm following God. So everything been switched up for you this morning on this podcast. It's a whole new recording for you. That's how much you favor you. He said, I want you to say that at first. But now I want you to say this. Because this is what's really taking place. That I'm being ordained today. Before they have been revived, I revived every dead thing that was in their life. 
they didn't even, wasn't even aware of, I revived it. Not reviving, I revived it. They are ready, whether they know it or not. Because it's not by their works that cause them to be ready. My blood, my son's precious blood has made them ready. And this is the time. I chose this time. I chose this generation. I chose you to be amongst this generation. I could have created you years ago, but I created you for this time. You need to be honored for that. Do you know how much John? Do you know how much Amos? Do you know how much Obadiah and them would love to be in this time of what they know? Now? I chose you for these times. See how much favor I have for you? See how much I have you on my mind? You see the significance on how I crafted you? Because you have to be uniquely crafted just to be in this generation. Do you see that? Do you hear that? Listen to the sound right now. Every psalmist in heaven is making a sound. There is a sound of a horn being blown for every nation, every being, every soul, every spirit. Because in no wise I cast no one, nothing down. I created, I created, I created. And I can destroy, I can destroy, but I choose to replenish. I choose to subdue. I choose to make new. And I choose you to do it. Stop taking my love for granted. This is an everlasting love. I am dressed up for you today. I dress myself in my own gems, in my own royalties, just to come to you this morning. Do you see the diamonds falling from my face? That's an expression of my heart beating for you. There's no end to my love for you. It blossoms as a flower opens up the petals for the very first time. When branches grow on a tree, when birds begin to sing their first song, when clouds are formed in the sky and grass is growing on the earth, that's how your growth is with me. You're growing. You're growing and you're growing more and more and more like me and my dear son. I have anointed your feet this morning. Wherever you walk, I am. Therefore, where I am, 
there is also liberty. So wherever you go, make sure you want liberty to be prevailed. To be revealed everywhere you go. So don't walk in places you don't want to see elevated. Don't be entertained by things you don't want to be overcome by. Watch what you say from this day forward because you're going to walk in it. Watch the movies you put into your eye gate and in your ear gate because that's what you're going to have now. See, I'm about to, you're about to experience. I'm about to release. It's a huge devil. All at one time for every single one of you. I take my anointing that's placed upon your life very seriously. The angels are bowing before you with honor because of this season and because of this time.
girded with the sword. Hallelujah. On your behalf. On your behalf. Hallelujah. On our behalf. On our behalf. This is a time of standing up. This is a time of going forward. This is a time to subdue and replenish the earth. The earth is already ready. The land, the nations are already prepared. They've been waiting for you. Most people don't even know what they're waiting for. They're just waiting. But when my glory shows up by my presence showing up, they're going to know this is what we've been waiting for. Some of you are afraid to embrace your promises. And if you're afraid to embrace a promise through prayer in my presence, that means you are afraid to embrace your destiny, your future, and your purpose. I want you to speak more into your purpose today. Speak more to your promises today. Have an ear to hear what I put in your ears to hear and out of your mouth to say and out of your eyes to see. I am the God of now. I am the God of forevermore. And I was the God then. I am the only. I am that I am. So in this season, remember who you belong to. Remember who doeth the work. Remember to stay broken. Remember to exalt my name and my name only. Remember to praise. Remember to worship. Remember, and you must never forget to give thanks. You are going higher. You are being exposed. Many people that are influential in the world right now with power want to turn it over to you and you want to connect with them. But don't get too big for yourself when you're walking with these millionaires as you becoming a millionaire. As you becoming a billionaire. Don't you get too big for yourself. Don't you forget to look back and help those who needs my help. It's time to think prosperous. It's time to walk prosperous. It's time to talk prosperous. Prosperous way of living does not talk in deceit, does not talk in failure, does not make an option for fear. I'm on your mind all the day long and I'm in your heart all the day long and you're on my mind all the day long and you're in my heart all the day long 
is a beautiful exchange. You for me and me for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even I, as your father, says the highest praise. Now, if I can say the highest praise, then where is your highest praise out of your mouth? I don't want to stay here a hallelujah. I want to experience through your life a hallelujah. Let your life be a hallelujah. By shining. Don't you ever allow your light to become dim. Don't you ever allow anyone or yourself to put your candle out. You continuously to burn and burn and burn for me. With an everlasting burn. I want your heart to ache for me. So in love with me. I want you to be comfortable around me. Trust in me. To spend time. Tell me what's on your mind. What's in your heart. Stop keeping things from me. That I already know about. I just want you to say it. Because once you say it. Then you get my response. Regarding it. And then that's when you begin to have a word from God. You don't have a word because you're not talking. I'm going to be quiet when it comes to marriage. I'm going to pretend I don't desire it because I don't want God to think I want that more than Him. When in fact, He's the one who put the desire in my heart in the first place. So who am I kidding other than myself? I want that business. Oh, I want that house. I want that music group. I want to release this movie, this play. I want to go to this country. Before you do any of those things, do it unto the glory of God. Don't do it just so you can look like you're doing something important or just to feel important or to be seen and heard. Do it knowing that God is always listening. God is always watching. Your children's children's children are blessed. Now, if your children's children's children are blessed, what do you think will take place in your home? Your home is blessed. Everyone in your house should serve the Lord. Everyone in your home must serve the Lord by confessing Jesus is Lord. And once that confession takes place, it becomes my responsibility to be your Lord. I become responsible over you when you make that declaration. That's why I'm staying in position, waiting for more declarations so I can become their Lord. Because I am their Lord, whether they're aware or not. But it feels so much 
when they become aware. Because now you know what I know. Hallelujah. These are the exciting times for you and I. These are our exciting times on this earth. The devil tried his best to cause us to miss what God is doing right now. I told God, when it comes to someone's thinking they have my best interest in, in their mouth, when it comes to my life and my testimony, someone going to God on regarding on how they think this should be said or how they think this should be done or their own accord is to the ground. Hallelujah. And that's over your life too. Because there are people giving you advice or will give you advice to do something this way or don't do something or wait for this. No, God, what do you think? What do you say? Because naturally it looks like this. And no, naturally and super, matter of fact, supernaturally, I already see it this way. But I'm going to let the natural overtake the super. God works in decency and in order, but not to your own advantage. Let me say our own advantage. Is to his level of thinking. We must think like him. Come up higher in his way of thinking. Come up higher in his way of speaking. See, you're not just sitting in God's presence, just hearing. He's releasing something to you and I. And a lot of us want him to release cars, house keys, marriages. When he's trying to release land, peace. See, a lot of you were at recess when we were learning. For those who chose to only want God, show me how to walk in love. I just want to be in your presence. Show me how it is to stand with all hate breaking, all hate breaking out. Show me what it is to walk in love and, and to fulfill my purpose. And some of those, and for those who were at recess, are now in class. For those who went to God saying, Bless me with a house. Bless me with a husband. Bless me with a business. You have all of that with no wisdom. All of that with no knowledge. All of that with no understanding about it. And that's why it's being destroyed. Prosper prosperity is not based upon how much money you have. Or how much land you possess. Trust me. It's not. Or how much influence you have on this earth. That's not prosperity. Prosperity is a word to be experienced after you already had an encounter with God. So now I know what it's like to walk in my true identity. I know what it's like to meditate on the fruits of the spirit. So therefore, that's what my personality is based upon. I walk in love. I walk in peace. I walk in joy. Long suffering. Patient. Patient worketh experience. Experience worketh patience. Either way, they go hand in hand. 
You're going to experience what happens when you are patient. Patience is going to experience what it's like to have experience. <laughs> Joy is going to experience what love is all about. Is going to experience what happens when you're patient. Every fruit goes hand in hand, and it must abide in every single one of us on a daily basis. Hallelujah. Have to put God first. Can't put nothing before God. Whatever your attention to, the more of your focus is on determines who's first in your life. So Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for astounding. I thank you for a heavenly host that is kneeling in honor because of what we're walking in. Wherever we're walking to, it's like a fire under our feet. <laughs> Wherever our hands move, Whenever the, every movement of your hands is just fed in, fed in fire. It's just fire everywhere. Everywhere. When you're speaking, fire is coming out of your mouth. <laughs> Hallelujah. I hope you visualize what I'm saying. Because that's what exactly was happening. Nothing missing. Nothing lacking. And nothing broken from your life. God speaks is an action word. Because when He see it, He say it. When He say it, He see it. But He already saw it before He said it. And when He do say it, He still see it. <laughs> and it's the same gift that you and I have. So what do you want to come forth in your life? Get ready for all this sudden change. And some of the changes going to be a little different at first because we're not used to that type of lifestyle. But guess what? Good change is the best change. And I'm willing to adapt and I pray you are too. Hallelujah. God loves us so much. He is so faithful at what he does. So today we just say thank you, God. You say it's so important to give thanksgiving. We don't see your level of significance behind it, but we know it's very significant. But on your level of understanding, allow us to release it anyhow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for understanding us when our words don't come out as it ought to. Thank you for never giving up on us. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for making us and forming us in your own image. God, you hooked us up. And you're still hooking us up. And I'm grateful. I love spending time with you. I love doing things with you. You're my best friend. And that will never change. I don't care who I'm married. You are always and forever number one. I'm going to always have some alone time with you. 
is even better and greater that we both become one in your presence and honor you. That's what you're seeking. That's what you're hungry for. To see your finished work being manifested. The devil is a liar and now we know it. Walking in darkness, we don't. Truth only comes from you, God. And we thank you for what you're doing. How does this holiday season sound to your ears this year? Because last year you were not pleased. How does it sound this year? Is it more pleasing? Are the hearts more pleasing in this season? He said, please. Hallelujah. He did it to me last year. He was Just snatched me out of my bed in a dream. Just took me all the way up to where he was. Just lifted me above all the water, everything. I'm over the whole Pacific Ocean. I see wells, everything. He lights everything. Just I'm going amongst clouds. He took me up so fast. I got I got nervous. I'm not I got until he takes me. Man, it's about being a seer. And then he sat me in this place where I'm just man him sit on the cloud. And he just said, listen, just listen. So I did nothing but listen. And all I heard last Christmas was, here come this holiday again. Oh, I got to get them something. I don't have enough money for that. They gave me this, so I'm going to get them that. They ain't giving me nothing. They ain't getting nothing. I ain't got time to get all this. I hate this time of year. Always got to give, always got to hand out the want something. Now they bought me something. Now I got to get them something. I don't like what they got me. But look what I got them. I didn't hear not one, not saying that this happened amongst everybody. This is what God was hearing amongst whoever it was. That obviously bothered him. He's not saying that was every confession. These are the confessions that he was, oh, he was moved by. He said they could have said a song. They could have said thank you. Or they didn't say anything. They just kept complaining about what they thought was it about. They forgot the reason for the season. They forgot about my son. They forgot about his testimony or why I brought him here. They thought it was about them. They thought it was about finances. They thought it was about materialistic gain. They thought it was about shopping. Wrapping presents. No. My son is the present. My son was unwrapped. My son was unveiled. say anything. I just looked. See, when God vents to me, I don't say much. I just look because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm blown away by what he's saying. I don't know what to say to someone like that. <laughs> it's like sometimes when somebody vents to me and they cry to me, I hold you and I comfort you, but some people level of intensity of their anger or their sadness, it overtake me and I just get stuck. I don't know what to say. I just look. I don't know. <laughs> I live. And God, I just looked at God. I looked at him the same way he looked at me. I mean, that's what I did. And I said, God, well, just look at now. Look at the, the outcome is 
I asked him how he felt this Christmas. Do we feel the same as last year? He said, please. He's pleased. I'm glad. Because I don't ever want to see that again. God will vent. I'm trying to tell you. I wake up, he's standing right there with that look on his face. I'm like, oh, what happened? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> like, what, what's taking place here? You know? I'm like, wow. One day he got me good, y'all. I woke up, he pacing back and forth. Just pacing. I and the God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, had no other gods before me. He just kept repeating that back and forth pacing. And I was like, I'm just sitting on my bed like, I ain't know when to cut in. I'm like, I'm scared. <laughs> you know, when your brother is angry about something, you don't want to bother him. You want to stay out their way. So I wanted to stay out his way. I just sat down on the bed. I wanted to know I'm listening. I'm here. But I, I was afraid to know when to cut in to let him know. I said, excuse me. I said, you, God, you know I believe in you, right? You're not talking about me, are you? I said that because he came to me saying it. Like, I'm the God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Had no other gods before me. He was very jealous. And I was like, hold on, you know I ain't, you know I love you, right? Like, you ain't feel like this because of me. And he didn't answer, he just kept saying it. He kept saying it. And he took me to India. And everybody was sitting there waiting. They said, we're about to meet Christ tonight, y'all. Christ coming tonight. They said, oh, Christ going... I said, hold up. Christ going to be in here tonight? They were like, yes, he's coming. I said, oh, let me get me a seat. Let me get me a seat. I got to see this. Jesus coming here? They said, yes. I said, oh, my Lord. I sat down. People began to shout. They said, here come Jesus. Everybody shouting and cheering. Oh, look at the Lord. The Messiah, the Messiah. This man comes in there. This Indian man come in there. Dressed up. I could, I could describe what he had on to the team, but it's not important right now. And he walks through the aisle past me, and here I come out of, straight out of order. Who, him? He, that's not Jesus. <laughs> they look at me like, oh, did she say that? Oh, she about to be stoned. I'm like, this is not Jesus. The man looked at me like, be quiet. Shut up. They believe I'm Jesus. And I said, you're not Jesus. I began to follow him. I said, until you confess who Jesus really is, you will experience every plague in the Bible. Yes, so you know, when I said that, his leg outgrew the other leg. I mean, his leg got so swelled, he couldn't lift it up. He began to get bumps all over his face and boys all over his face. And, and um, what's that? What's those, um, what was those kind of flies? Whatever, what is it? Grasshoppers, whatever. But fly all over the place. Every plague was happening at that one moment in front of him. It didn't, it didn't overtake nobody else but him. He tried to run from me, but he, his leg uh, is beginning to grow more and more. He couldn't even make it up the steps. He was trying to use one leg and hold to the rail of the, the staircase, the stairways to, to go up the steps. He tried to run from me. He was running from me. Then all of a sudden, he came back. He said, you're right. I'm not the Messiah. There's only one Messiah. And every plague left him. And the people looked at me like, who is she? 
We thought he was Jesus and she made him confess and he's not even him. And he said all these plants, they saw how the plants was attacking him. They said he came to Jesus, this happened. And to say all of that is the same about, to bring you back to when God was saying, I am the God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Have no other gods before me. He was jealous about that incident because everybody put their hearts into meeting Jesus. They were excited. They didn't know any better. They only know what they were taught. And they were taught Jesus coming tonight. So they gave up everything they had to come there. Expecting a spiritual encounter from a mere man. And God had, and I was so honored. God, you took me. You could have took anybody else in this place. You took me there. You used me. And that's when the journey really began. He began to take me, oh my God, Indonesia. That movie Halloween with Michael Myers, let me tell you guys something. Whether they tried to release it or not, that is a true story. It may say, they may say it's not a true story. Trust me, it is a true story of a man whose name was Michael Myers who went through the exact thing. The same testimony is identical to that movie Halloween 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, H2O, whatever. God took me into his childhood. And only why God took me there, he said, I want you to pray for those who consider to be psychopaths. I still have a plan for them. And what happened was, thank you, God, you put in pieces to a puzzle. I love that. I love your hand working. And he began to take me to that childhood. And in his childhood's home, his mother was always out with guys, prostituting, to take care of the kids. And Michael was at home with his little sister. His sister kept going out with her boyfriend all the time. So mom and his sister made sure dinner was ready. They ate, but no one spent time with Michael. He's about, what, eight, seven, nine. He has a little sister that's like, what, two, that he's responsible for till mom comes home whenever, or sister come back from boyfriend whenever. And then when he goes to school with his sister, the guys disrespect her by walking past, grabbing her breasts, grabbing her behind, thinking it's funny. And Michael, they do it in front of his face and they sit there and bully him. They grab him up and jack him up on the walkers, bullying him. And he began to get rage. But what made his rage grow more, the same guys who were bullying him that he hated were the same ones who was defiling his sister. And he could do nothing about it but watch them do that. And then he began to get angry about his mother, how she keep not neglecting them by spending time with all these men. And he got responsibility to take care of his little sister, who he didn't even, he don't even have the father. He's a child himself. His childhood went out the window. Every day he's facing with nothing but turmoil and anger. His anger turned to rage. He began to, he ran away from home. He digged a ditch enough to fit himself in. And he sat there in that ditch and that became his home. It's a true story. And as the years go by, the more he grew, the more he had to make the ditch bigger. 
to the point the ditch became so wide and so deep because he went from a little boy to a grown man in this ditch. And when he came out of the ditch as a grown man, his heart was black. And when I say black, I mean dark. His heart was at Satan's. Satan has fully influenced him. He has fully allowed him, well, put it like this, he has fully deceived him in the area of anger and rage towards all humanity. And when he left out that ditch, he saw every human being, every living thing, even animals, as targets. He didn't have no love in him whatsoever. Love been stripped out of him within the years that he was allowing rage to take over. He was possessed with anger. So every person that came in his way, he killed. And he murdered. They're not trying to tell most of that story. They made a movie out of it and said it wasn't true. But God took me into his home. And God said it's not just him. He said he's a beautiful person. I made him to be a psalmist. All he had to do was write down what he felt But he ignored my words Because he listened to what Satan had to say Because of what he was seeing And it all came from neglect He felt like he didn't have no one The only person that he hurt That hurt him the most of killing Was his little sister because he knew she was innocent, but he didn't he couldn't control that rage. He killed her too. But it hurt him to do it. Out of every murder he committed, his little sister hurt him the most. And then he killed himself. See, they don't want to release that story out because they don't want to seem as if the system has failed him. They don't want to seem like the world, not the world, but the government has failed them. Because they knew, the neighbors knew, the schools knew what kind of home he was living in. They knew his mom. It was a small town, so everyone knew his mom was never home. Sister was never home. He was taking care of his little sister. They knew he was getting bullied. Teachers knew it. They didn't say anything. They treated him like garbage. So he saw everybody else as garbage. And to make this story, that's more powerful, the powerful in this story is that there are so many others the enemy is trying to attack mentally. See, God's sending people my way who are considered to be psychopaths. Now how many of us know that is, trust, trust me, that's anointing all by itself. People that's been cast out, God sent them to me. People, that's, that people don't really want to be around trying to tell you, are coming to me. But when they're coming to me, they're not coming to me with the anger and rage and wanting to murder. They're coming because they're drawn by the love of God in me That he gifted and crafted in me To draw them to me And to bow before the king that's within me 
So God said, don't you be moved when they start coming. Literally. They already here spiritually. Their spirits are already there. Their hearts are already starting to hearken. They just found their way to my presence through you. And when they come, see them as I see them, say God. He showed me, he showed me as a symbol of a lighthouse. And I'm going to tell you something. This anointing by itself that God put on my life is not easy at all. I don't even talk about it. I just do it. And why I'm doing it, I'm trying to tell you, it takes a lot of humility. It takes a lot of standing and facing God. That's why I don't have, it's not in my walk to have all these friends and go out and do this. Now it's okay to do that every now and then, but it's not in my walk to do that. God didn't put that in my path. I can go out and hang out with you, but I still got to go back to my assignment. Some people can have friends with them all day and still do their assignment, but no, I got to do what I got. I thank God for who he's connecting in my life to fulfill the assignment. I see a lot of lions in the heaven, and they are in position on two feet with both of their nine hands. <laughs> Both of their arms, their paws are in the air. I said, Paul, <laughs> pray for me. They're in an up position. How about that? They're in an upward position. <laughs> They're in an upward position. God is standing right there in the middle. God is giving something. He has a, a snow globe in his hand. That's what it looks like a snow globe, but there's no snow or nothing in it. It is a shine. He's not showing me his face. He's just showing me his white garment. He's showing me his hands on this. It looks like a globe, a snow globe, but it's not. It's like a big one, but it's not. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but whatever it is, <laughs> we receive it. How about that, Jesus? Hallelujah. He says, call opportunity. Hallelujah. Opportunity for prosperity. About to experience. This is your opportunity. See, we hear the word opportunity for prosperity. We think it's time to give a financial seed. No, God is saying it's opportunity for prosperity. You are in the opportune time for His prosperity over your life. I don't want no one to not receive it because you're not believing it. I want, you to, I want you to at least try. Try. I want you to have it so much that I want you to just try to believe if you don't. So much in heaven I'm seeing. I, God blow my I'm down. I'm trying to tell y'all. Not the same anymore. I'm not the same anymore. You're not the same anymore. So take this day knowing you are favored. God is so good. He loves us so much. Experience all that he has for you. Not some, but every single bit. And as I pray for you, pray for me. Because God is taking me up higher into the deeper parts of this earth. 
Hallelujah. And I'm not afraid and not ashamed to go because glory is being revealed. It's going to be breaking news. I'm trying to tell you. And I mean breaking news in a good way. There is a person who's opening up people's eyes that were blind. There are people getting out of wheelchairs. This person said they had cancer. Now they don't have anything. What's going on in America? What's going on in Africa? What's going on in Europe? What's going on in South America? It sounds like what we've been reading about in the Bible. It's because it is coming to pass in a great way. Not just always preached about the wrath or revelation of the end times. No, you gotta also release what's happening to the believers in the end times. Not to those who are walking in deception. Not to demonic forces. We're focused too much on the demonic realm. He said this could happen, that could happen, men gonna love other men. No, what happens to the believer in these times? Ooh, I see more angels. Woo, cherubims, there are a lot of them. Y'all blowing me away. <laughs> I just keep saying, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Hallelujah. I had no idea I had this, none of this. I knew that I was, I knew I was special. I knew I was called for higher purposes, but I didn't know it was all like this. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. I've been finding myself talking and crying a lot with Moses. This assignment was very important. See, he led us out of freedom, I mean, out of captivity, out of slavery. And God led us to the promised land, freedom. And a lot of us are in the promised land, but we're not inheriting the promises. So he's calling people with the same anointing as Moses, but even higher because we have the blood to allow them to become aware of the promises of God in the land of the living, flowing with milk and honey. Hallelujah. It's all about being aware, remembering. Don't ever forget love you so much it's my time for now I keep seeing these two swans I don't know what that means I'm not even going to look it up I'm just going to keep enjoying what I'm seeing I love it it's, it's a sign of beauty I love it two swans they're so cute I love God so much I love you so much I love you so much and I thank God that I'm able to show you how much I love you now. I thank God for letting you giving up on me as I will never give up on you. That we continue to pray for each other and not forget to just in love on each other and, and know that everyone is significant. God is in every single one of us. No one is higher or better than no one. We all just called to do it differently but for the same purpose. So don't look at your gift as less significant than anybody's because you are important. God, we say thank you for this day. Have your way in every area of our life. We thank you for the new. We thank you for the miracles and the promises. 
And I want you to enjoy your day in Jesus' name. Amen.